and welcome to Believe in Your Shelf, the official podcast of Muskegon Area District Library. My name is Jen. I'm a youth services librarian, and I'm interested in discovering all that Muskegon has to offer. Things like library resources, recommendations, and so much more. So let's dive in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Decades Gone By. This episode, we are going to delve into the 90s, and this time, I brought a friend. Hello, Christina. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Do you want to explain what you do with Madel a little bit? Yes. So I, like Jen, am one of the Youth Services Librarians with Maddle. I work at the North Muskegon branch. Well, welcome. Thanks for coming and talking about the 90s. So, first and foremost, why is this your favorite decade? Well, I was born in the mid-80s, so my childhood memories are firmly rooted in the 90s. Uh, So I have a lot of fluffy nostalgia surrounding the decade. Um, I feel like we had the best Saturday morning cartoons, the best after-school shows like Animaniacs, and Tiny Toons and Darkwing Duck, uh, not to mention those shows have some of the best like theme songs Accurate. still stuck in my head. Going back to talking about some of the things I loved in the 90s, yes. uh, the evening shows were also the best. The TGIF lineup was unparalleled in my opinion. We had Full House and Family Matters and Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, and of course, Boy Meets World. I was going to say, you can't not mention Uh Boy Meets World. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I absolutely loved Boy Meets World. And my goal as an adult is to dress like uh, 90s Topanga Lawrence. Yeah. I feel like she had some amazing style and, uh, you know, the dresses with like the chunky boots. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I rock that now. So how do you think things have changed like in the last 30 years as far as TV shows, yes, but like books, music, movies, etc. I think one of the things that really stands out to me as far as how things have changed is when I watch movies. Mm -hmm. So like say I'm watching a movie from the 90s now as an adult for that, you know, pop of nostalgia fluff. Um, I I really can see the stark difference between a PG or PG-13 rated movie back then versus what a PG or PG-13 rated movie is today. I feel like back in the 90s, they got away with a lot. Like, as far as, like, cursing is concerned or, like, I don't know, risque material. Sometimes I'm watching a movie and I'm just like, I can't believe that's in here. Like, this is a kid's movie. Like, it it flew under the radar? Yeah, absolutely. Or, I don't know, times have just changed now. So, what would you say is your favorite book, movie, music, and why? Okay, so in the 90s, I absolutely loved reading books like The Babysitter's Club yes, and Sweet Valley High. Yes. And both of those series technically started in the 80s, but I feel like they really hit their peak of popularity in the 90s. Um, and The Babysitter's Club got a movie version in 1995. For real? That, I didn't oh, know yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And that was like the absolute highlight of my childhood. It was um, an entire event for me and my friends. We went with our moms to go see it on the big screen. Like, it was an event for us. What a great memory. Yeah, it was really cool. I I have watched the movie again um, since then. It doesn't really hold up, but it happens. 
Um, but I do think that was probably one of my first experiences of seeing book characters brought to life on the big screen. So that was really interesting to see how the version of a character or a storyline in your head does not always translate to the big screen. When you watched it, were you like, well, that's not in the book? Or was oh, yes. it more like, yes. oh my gosh, this book is a movie now? Right, so... For anybody who knows the Babysitter's Club series, it is an enormous series of books, Mm -hmm. like hundreds of books in this series. Uh, And they decided rather than making it some sort of, you know, movie series Mm -hmm. to just create their own unique storyline for the Babysitter's Club. So they didn't take like Christie's great idea and make it the movie. No, unfortunately. So it was like it took place over a summer so, yeah, like, that's sort of my my issue with that movie. But I still enjoyed it as a kid. You know, it didn't matter. It was just amazing to see these characters larger than life on the big screen. So I originally came up with the idea of doing a podcast about the 1950s because, mm-hmm. selfishly, I love the 1950s. What made you want a podcast about the 90s? I feel like I could probably talk forever about the 90s and reminisce about all the things that made my childhood fun and stress-free. I mean, part of that lack of stress comes from just being a kid, Mm -hmm. not having to worry about things like adulting. You don't have to worry about your health or your safety or your security because you got your parents to do that. Um, But still, uh, it's sort of one of those things that, like, I wish I could go back and tell myself to, like, really soak it in. Uh, yeah. Because before you know it, you grow up too fast and you got to start paying bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I could just talk about the 90s forever. Fair enough. And what would you say is something that people seem to misunderstand about the decade? Because my memories are so rooted so firmly in, like, happiness mm-hmm. that I don't really think about what other people might be thinking of the 90s. You don't, like, see some of the trends and be like, what? That wasn't a thing or, like... No. No, I don't think so. I think that, um, like I said, with the scrunchies coming back and the... It's it's sort of weird to see things from my childhood come back. Like, I knew it was coming. Like, when things from the 80s started to really take off... Oh, I'm so glad that trend is over. I kind of just knew, like, oh, no, I'm next. (laughs) Like, I'm going to start seeing these, these kids, these tweens and these teens walking around wearing things that I remember wanting to wear or sometimes wearing. I was on like a mini road trip with my sister and her family and my niece um, just turned 19 yesterday actually and we were listening to some music and Mm -hmm. she was in charge of picking what songs she wanted to listen to and the, the music that she was picking, I can't remember exactly what songs they were now, but as I'm listening to it I'm like oh my god these are songs from my adolescence. Like, these these musicians and these bands are coming back, and they're, like, cool again for, like, the younger generation. And I was just like, this is weird. Like, it's retro? Yes. It's so bizarre that we're, like, vibing to the same music, but for different reasons. It made it for an enjoyable trip, you know? It was I can cool imagine, to be yeah. able to, like, sing along uh, with things that she enjoys, but it was just so bizarre to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe kids nowadays are into this in the way that that I was. Did she realize that they were songs from your childhood as she was picking them? And like, was she like, oh my gosh, Aunt Christina, why do you know the words to these songs? Okay, so it's kind of funny. 
I'm not sure she knew that I knew the songs, uh-huh. but I did notice that every time I started to sing along, the volume went up. You know. She's trying to drown me out. You're a very good librarian. <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Because I'm just like singing like, yeah, we're singing the song. And she's just like, no, not you. Aw. So I did a little bit of digging. Oh, digging. More like quote unquote research, a.k.a. diving into the rabbit hole that is the 90s, which was a pure joy. And I got to know what your takes are on these three things. First category, music. Okay, let's do it. Spice Girls. Absolutely 100% girl power. Nirvana. I was not into Nirvana in the 90s, but I absolutely am now. What about Celine Dion? Oh, yes. My mom and I listened to Celine Dion all of the time at home. Um, And then, of course, Titanic. Oh, Titanic. Titanic came out, and that song was everywhere. And for good reason. That is a very good song. It's one heck of a ballad. And I don't know if anybody could sing it like her. Adele? Can you imagine? (gasps) Adele, please, if you're listening to this podcast, (laughs) please do a cover of My Heart Will Go On. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love Adele. So talented. Everyone should love Adele. Agreed. Okay. So from music over to books. Books written in the 90s. Yes. So the author wrote them in the 90s. Okay. Did you know Game of Thrones was written in 1997. No. The first one was written in 1997. I did not know that. Yeah. That's blowing my mind. Why right? is that blowing my mind so much? Is it because it's dystopian? And it's like... Well, and because the show blew up in, what, the 2010s? Yes. So now you're like, 97? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. You know what? That kind of reminds me that technically Harry Potter takes place in the 90s. It sure does. Mm-hmm. I think it ends in, what, like, 94? Mm-hmm. So. Nothing about it stands out as 90s to me, thinking about it. I mean, is it because it's British 90s? Maybe. I wouldn't know. I would not know. So not only was it set in the 90s, but it was also written in the 90s. Yep. Well, it's it started in so the 90s. So then the question is, was Hermione a fan of the Spice Girls? I mean, probably. Mm-hmm, maybe. I'm going to go out on questions. a limb and say <laughs> yes. Did but, I have a favorite Spice Girl? I think I liked Ginger. What do you Jerry mean? Hallowell. What do you mean? Did you have a favorite I Spice Girl? I can't remember. Everyone had a favorite Spice Girl. I, you're right. I know that to be true, but I can't remember. Mine was Baby Spice. I did. That tracks. I feel like that that works for I you. I even wore the little Baby Spice yep. space buns today. I was just thinking that. Yes, Very I did. Cute. Very cute. What else? Oh, Jurassic Park, written in the nineties. Yes. The movie also came out in the 90s, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think 93. Now, talk about a movie that still holds up today. Right? Jurassic Park is an incredible film. So, not all books that were set in the 90s were written in the 90s. Mm-hmm. These are some that were set in the 90s, but written otherwise. A big one for me. It's so stupid. And I read it probably in my teens so it was probably like the 2000s it's british book it's called angus thongs and full frontal snogging ah i've heard of that it is hilarious (laughs) it's about a girl who um lives in england with her family mom dad little sister um giant cat and um it's about how she just kind of lives her life she's 
14, I believe, in the first book. There's three books. And just all the stupid, silly things that 14-year-olds think and do. And I don't know why. She was much braver than me and outgoing. So she did all the things I kind of wish I would have done or didn't have the courage to do at the time. But... She just, oh my gosh, that cracked me up. It, we have a copy here at Norton and at the Norton Shores Library and highly recommend it. I I don't know how well it held up like from the last, I don't know, 15 years, but check it out. It's so funny. <laughs> Another thing that was set in the 90s that I'm sure everyone has heard of by now is Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, yes. Set in the 90s. Yes. I loved the book. Didn't love the Hulu show. Ah. Didn't love the Hulu show. See, it's another example of a book just not translating to screen or them taking it and just ruining the source material. I could write a whole book about book is better than the movie. Mm-hmm. I could uh, record a whole podcast, actually, uh, on um, how much books are better than the movie or TV <laughs> show. TV shows are better, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, books set in the 90s, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh. Did you love that book? I have not read it. Oh. I know. I need to read these books. Okay. So I like to think of people who have not read books that I love as Lucky. Ah, that makes sense. Like, you, I'm so jealous of you that you get to read and enjoy this book that I loved for the first time. Like, you know how you hear so many people like, oh, come on, you you haven't read it. What's wrong with you? No, I am so jealous that (laughs) you get to read this book and love it and enjoy it for the first time. That's how I like to think of it. And maybe that's the librarian in me. I think that's great. But you don't want to be shamed for not reading a book. Mm -hmm. You want to be hyped. Like, oh, my gosh, you get to read this really cool book for the first time. You get to explore it and discover it in ways that I will never be able to do again. I love that. That's great. Oh, I'm so jealous now. Okay. (laughs) So I cannot have a show about the 90s without mentioning my undying love for Princess Diana. Ah, yes. So a book came in our book delivery the other day called The Lady Die Lookbook by Eloise Morin and my coworkers put it on my desk because I hadn't come in yet that day knowing that I would just be dying to see it. Um, they were right. I came in and I did a little ee. I checked it out immediately and um, have been treasuring my time with it ever since. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. Like I know it's a combination again of 80s, 90s fashion mm-hmm. but like Lady Di, you are the sub the subtitle of the book is what Diana was trying to tell us through her clothes. So little backstory. Um, my favorite podcast, besides this one, obviously, is called Royally Obsessed. Shout out to the Row Rose. Um they had the author, Eloise Moran, on there, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago or whatever, a while ago. Um and it's so pretty. Like, look at it. It's so it pretty. It is very nice. I was going to say that. The like the pictures are stunning. Yes. So um, you guys can check it out, but only after I return it. So <laughs> I don't know if any other branches have it, but um, if you want it, um, go to any of your branches. You can get it delivered there. Mm-hmm. And 
As always, your librarians and librarian assistants, happy to help. It's a big decade, obviously, so mm-hmm. there are a ton of movies, but some of my favorites are um, The Addams Family, Casper, Blast from the Past, Practical Magic, Clueless, which we've kind of talked about, yes. uh, Pretty Woman. Um, another movie that I love to watch in the 90s is called Now and Then. Not heard of it. Not familiar. Um because I was kind of obsessed with Christina Ricci in okay. the 90s. Okay. Hence, you know, Adam's Family, Casper. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was in Now and Then. Um, and so that movie, even though it came out in the 90s, uh, most of the storyline takes place in the 70s. Um, because it's the older women coming together uh, and then talking about their childhood and like a mystery that they solved back in the 70s. Um, and what's kind of funny thinking about that movie is that if that sort of movie was to be made today mm-hmm. with older characters in 2022, uh, the time gap would put their childhoods in the 90s. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so that sort of blows my mind. Uh, okay, so we know how Stranger Things is, like, incredibly popular right now. Hugely and popular. And it takes place in the 80s. Yes. Um, and, like, we kind of talked earlier about how there was all the, the 80s stuff was coming back, and I kind mm-hmm. of knew that the 90s was next. Um, I think that we're about to see an influx of things set in the 90s because millennials are now the ones who are creating the media content. They're stepping into those roles and they're going to start pulling from their childhood memories and their uh, nostalgia for inspiration. Uh, And we're kind of seeing it a little bit because um, that 70s show is coming back with many of the original cast members and it's going to be set in the 90s. What? Because uh, Donna and Eric have a daughter. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she's going to be spending the summer with, you know, her grandparents, and it's going to be set in the 90s. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to be really fun. So it's already happening. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think more books are going to be written in the 90s, too, as authors probably age, I guess? Absolutely. I think so. Um, and I'm very interested in consuming this content when it comes out. I can tell. (laughs) I want to find ways to relive that as much as I can. Were you a um, Nightmare Before Christmas kid? Uh, Yes, yes. I am a Nightmare Before Christmas adult. I love that movie. Were you in love with it as a kid, though? I enjoyed it as a kid. But I was not like... Owned all of the Jack Skellington things. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. Tim Burton, that that aesthetic has always appealed to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at my husband's house, like, growing up, they watched it nonstop from, like, Halloween to Christmas. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. So, but the reason I brought it up, because, yes, it was, like, brought out in the 90s, but there is a new book coming out, and I saw it and immediately was like, I need to read this. It's called Long Live the Pumpkin Queen. It's about Sally. It's by Shay Earnshaw. Oh, it says the published date is July 5. Oh. So it's out. Interesting. I gotta get me one of those. Let's see. What is it about? Okay. Jack and Sally are truly meant to be, yada, yada. But Sally can't help but wonder if all she's done is trade her captivity under Dr. Finkelstein for a different... Albeit gilded cage. Whoa, that's deep. Right? Sally and Zero uncover a doorway to Dreamtown. Ooh. Ooh. 
Can Sally discover what it means to be true to herself and save the town she's learned to call home? Or will her future turn into her worst, dot, 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 nightmare? Get it? Nightmare? Oh, I get it. Okay. That but, sounds really interesting. Right? For all you 90s Nightmare Before Christmas lovers mm-hmm. and also all you current. Yeah. Because it's still a huge thing. Yeah. We watch it every year. Um, yep, it's a timeless uh, story. My son say. is too, and um, he loves the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. The music totally slaps. I feel like, again, we could just talk about the 90s. There's so many different like trails that you could go down. Whether it's books or movies or um, fashion, which we didn't really touch on too much. Woof, not for me. I can't believe the 90s is like 30 plus years old now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the stuff is still easy to get. It's easy to find. The books are still here. Yep. The music is still widely available. Oh, yeah. Half of our CDs out there, I have to say, are from the 90s. Yeah. Like, maybe not, like, from the 90s, from the 90s, but, like, mm-hmm. the music is from the 90s. Hoopla yep. um, has a bunch of music uh, that you can get. All the DVDs you can think of. Yep. We got them. Yep. Even, okay, not so much nonfiction, though, because um, just with technology and stuff, we as a popular collections library, turn things over a little bit more quickly yes. when it comes to nonfiction because yes. obviously we want accurate information. We don't want to have accurate information. outdated information. Yeah. But as, as much as it pains us, the 90s is outdated information. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and chatting about the 90s. I'm sure we could talk for a million more hours about this, but maybe that's just our own selfish nostalgia creeping in. Yes. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And I'm sure we will see you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow Madel on Instagram at MuskegonADL and on Facebook at Muskegon Area District Library. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Believe in Your Shelf.